recording. Welcome to another episode of Booking Pop Culture from where I like to call the Mike Nine Studio. In part with and syndicated through Podcast Detroit. I'm your referee, Rick Vivian, and tonight's bookers are God Loves, Bronson Kills, Dickie Bronson. Nice. Bathroom sounds? Oh, I mean, you have no idea. No, I, I, I don't. No. Uh, hailing from the law offices of Dewey Cheatham and Howe, our resident pop culture guru and this podcast attorney. First letter's first name, Jay. So bummed you remember turning my mic on. I was going to say something, but I figured you'd bring it up. <laughs> He's just decreasing the odds by we're, having less We're your pro, we're pro as shit tonight. Pro as pro shit. Pro as shit. Pro AF. All right, guys, we wanted to get back in our bread and butter here, so uh, let's just jump right into it. Doctor Strange opened up a couple weeks ago. Uh, we've all had a chance to go see it, and I think for the most part, it's been pretty well received. I, you know, the, we're we've been talking, and I and I kind of consider myself the uh, Larry King of podcasting. I'm I'm old, and I have no idea what you guys are going to talk about. But I saw it, and I have some points. So can I jump into a point? <laughs> have some points, man. I have points. No, real quick. I mean, as soon as it started, I noticed something that was just glaringly obvious or telling to me and that was the new marvel studios intro absolutely all movies leading up to this were basically the marvel comic books flipping 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 you know as seen in the comics or the the books of marvel and now it's a 3d animation of the marvel logo showing what are you know look like pen and ink drawings of the obvious hollywood casts of the Marvel movies, and now it says Marvel Studios in one block. And clearly Marvel has, and, and I don't want to say jump the shark, but has made the jump to we are a movie studio, and yeah, we have we sell funny books as well. Oh, I completely agree. And in fact, the, t- the two uh, guys, uh, lawyer friends of mine that I saw it with, um, immediately nudged me when that happened. It's like, you're going to have to talk about this on your podcast. Ah, hey, guys. <laughs> Hey, Jeff. Hey, Ben. There we go. Um, but yeah, so there, I think it's the further separation of the the Marvel f- uh, Cinematic Universe from the Marvel comics. Uh, I think that they're trying to make it so that they can go their own path. They don't have to some, sort of rely on the, the past fiction that is already there. Is that, that-, that was the whole point of the ultimate universe yeah. so the ultimate universe started i think with the spider-man movies i don't know i want to say with sam because that's when they made the organic web shooters for peter was in oh that's right you're and right to yeah. match up with them. so the originally that was a jumping off point for new readers that were interested in the movies but didn't want all the continuity and to have to catch up on everything and that's how it started i read this awesome article a while ago called like the life and death of the ultimate universe or something like that and it talked about why it was a success and why it failed because you have this separate alternate universe where like you can do whatever, but it can't be too different. So people are reading their characters for the first time, and it's a new jumping on point. But the longer it goes on, that's no longer a new jumping on point, because now you have all this continuity you were trying to avoid, and you're killing off characters for shock value that you can't bring. You know, So it ran into the exact same problems anything else did, but accelerated. But yeah, that was the whole point. And then they basically destroyed the ultimate universe and just kept the parts of it they liked. But now, then they run into the same problem again. Well, shit, now we have to make our real universe more like the movies, because otherwise our cash cow of the people that are about going to see the movies are going to be confused when they read these comic books, and they don't particularly care about the but readers of the comic books because they think, fuck, we're always going to sell them. That's are, my point of view. They're always going to sell these movies to the comic book readers, so they're not feeling like they're pushing them out. 
and and they can still gain movie viewers, gain the general public. Is that what we're thinking? Oh, absolutely. They're they're no longer going after just the hardcore fans. The, these and to, for honestly, for Marvel movies to be successful, they have to go uh, at it with the casuals, the the people who just like a good action film. And it's kind of like uh, I like the comic book movies. Oh, do you read anything? No. That's the that's the people that they need to fill up the theaters to make money with these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not me at all. No, it's not. <laughs> that's me now. I mean, because yeah. there's nothing is I read about what's coming out and what's going on in the especially Marvel, and none of it interests me at all. Whatever they're doing in their comics now does not sound anything like anything I. Even oh, care we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. we'll get into what's out there now. But uh, speaking on that, I find that I'm buying. I'm buying more of the older stuff that you guys talk about on on these shows just so, well, one, I can kind of catch up or at least understand what you're talking about, (laughs) but also because you guys, you know, you push it so well. It is some some solid stuff. Oh, there's not a lack of good stuff out there. The Mm -hmm. problem is is that there's a dearth of garbage. Yeah. Or stuff that just doesn't go anywhere. Stuff that starts off kind of cool and then it has no, it has no, ending point there's no exit strategy there's a well this is a great concept we're going to get into this we're going to do this we're going to do that and then well okay so you did four books of that what's your what's your end point uh <laughs> well it's like booking a wrestling show oh uh, no, not at all <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta think a few months down the road yeah uh, but before i guess before we get into those rants we're, we're talking dr strange sure. that's what kind of started this out uh, I liked it. I, I, what do you guys think? I and I liked it, and I think the more time I spend away from it, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a fun time in a movie theater. What else do you want? I liked that it. it was the humor. The humor felt like of course they have to throw like he has to be a little quippy, but it wasn't as irritating as Avengers Two. I felt like the humor just shoehorned into Avengers Two irritated oh, yeah. me because it was clearly. It was almost embarrassing for me, like that guy trying to be funny at a party. It's like, just chill out, all right? You know, we're already hanging out, Avengers yeah, 2. Be cool, bro. You, like, I, I want to... S- <laughs> Come on. Yeah. And it, but it was yeah. also mis- uncharacteristic of the people. Like, if this is the thing that bothers me, I think... And this is what bothered me about Avengers 2, and it only occurred to me recently, was the cool thing about having these characters on a team is how much they contrast each other. And they didn't at all. Because everyone is making one-liners, and like I just didn't feel like their interactions were anything beyond quipping at each other. Yeah, I get that. You know, I wanted like more. Well, they did a good job with Iron Man and a couple of the little monologues with Iron Man and Captain America. Like, yeah, that's them. That's good. But beyond that, a lot of it was just like Thor's quipping with people, and Ultron's got a weird, sarcastic sense of humor. And just, I didn't get it. They made him a different. He wasn't. He was kind of the arrogant surgeon, but he wasn't Tony Stark. And he wasn't a total piece of shit. He was well-meaning, but he was cocky, you know, like, and then, so it wasn't, you know, it was more unique than a lot of the other movies in a way, while still having, like, the same formula. Well, he he went into, I guess he kind of showed off just how narcissistic he was as soon as he obviously lost his ability to use his hands. Then it became all about him. That's when he fell apart. He was a little snarky, but he's trying to save people's lives, Mm -hmm. but at the same time being arrogant about it. But then, yeah. When he had nothing, then he, that's when you realize, you know, a little more realistic, where it's not somebody that's just like, meh, you're yeah. a nerd for the sake of yeah. doing it. Well, and I mean, if you've ever really talked to doctors, they 
Surgeons oh, yeah. especially. Yeah. Oh, I have quite yeah. often yeah, lately. They, they tend to have a, a bit of a God complex. Yeah. But, well, yeah, you mentioned Tony Stark. As soon as he hopped in that sports car and started zipping around the roads as if there was no uh, traffic laws, I immediately thought Tony Stark. And, look, uh, they're trying to make him Tony Stark. They're trying to make him Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and okay, we've already touched on how I, I don't read a lot of comics. <laughs> I definitely have never read any Doctor Strange. And whenever I saw a Doctor Strange cover, I always assumed he was some kind of cracked-out magician. Obviously, that's not the case, but that was what his covers always gave me was like, okay, he's just, he's a, you know, he's a magic man. Well, in the old comics, the, well, I didn't read a lot of the single issues, but he was a normal guy and a surgeon and kind of like the way they portrayed him beforehand. But after his whole journey or whatever, he's kind of like on another plane. So he appears weird to the other characters because he'll talk about these other realms and speak a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's because he's, aware of things they're not aware of. In the more recent ones, I had the Defenders series where it was Doctor Strange, Red She-Hulk, Iron Fist, Namor, and I want to say there was one other person in there. I might be wrong, though. But it was Matt. I think it was Matt Fraction wrote it, and it was like a brief, like the new Defenders or something Mm. like that. And it was cool, but they made Martin, you know, he was kind of a womanizer. Like, he's more like what the... They started writing him more as a normal guy. And less like speaking an iambic pentameter and shit. Uh, in the later <laughs> issues. Nice, but same thing like Thor. Thor used to speak only in you know. Thou house yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they chilled out on that yeah. a little bit. So they've they've made him a little more accessible. But yeah, so this is and in that scene with Thor, he seemed to be a little more like the Doctor Strange from the comics because this was him just discovering this whole other world, and now he's like more in tune with it than. Uh, Anything else. And he had the yellow gloves on yes. in that scene, which was kind of Oh, at the cool. end. Yeah. 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 We can get into a couple things here. I I wrote down, uh, he's douchey, but still wants to heal the world. <laughs> I think we just touched on that. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be called a sling ring? What That just sounded I don't know dumb. if that was in the comics or I don't not. recall it, but it could have been. I, I like... Everybody get their sling rings. It's yeah. class time. It's a Harry Potter thing. Yes, of. exactly. Oh yeah, you know I never thought of that until right now. But no, it's it's totally a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, it's isn't it like it's supposed to be like Tibetan, right? Like uh, why would it rhyme in English? <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a point. So, or you bring up something is uh, training. He goes to Kathmandu, and I only remember that because they do reference the Bob Seger song. <laughs> and how he's his training has to have is that years? Is that months? I think you're it, led to believe it's years. They but didn't it really like 72 hours. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like he was gone for two weeks. Yeah, he did excel like crazy fast. I know for the sake oh, of sure. a movie, or whatever. but it was when he when he ends up back in the ER and and his girl. Maybe uh, time passes differently there. Maybe it seemed like three well, days. Well, she did get longer hair. How about that? Did you to notice show that? that time had passed? Yeah, but you know what it could use? I didn't even notice that. It could have used a montage. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, I love yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. needed a training montage with the tune. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They could have done that to a Beyonce tune. Oh, dude, they, that would have been perfect. They, that was. I thought that was cute. I thought that was cute. <laughs> I did like Wong. I knew there was going to be a scene coming up where he starts laughing. I felt like his laughter scene though was was not funny. You know, no. the, the first couple chuckles, I thought it was funny, but then when he just kept going on, I was like, okay, now you're just milking this. Yeah. Did you catch the roadie reference? Well, yeah, that's yeah. how you knew where the timeline was. Well, yeah. no, I heard a different version. Some people thought it was James Rhodes, but James Rhodes was in the Air Force 
not yeah. and they the person they had said was a marine i believe but uh you're talking about and when they're going through the surgeries yeah, yeah. When, just yeah. before his wreck someone told me that is more in line with iron man 2 when uh justin hammer was using experimental armor on the military they think that that's and they like they were getting Hmm. I was wondering who they were referencing. I it was only clear really, they were referencing somebody. Yeah, in they, that first one. They think so. Like what I had read, somebody was like went out through all the ins and outs of why it wasn't James Rhodes, but they think it was <laughs> Justin Hammer. <laughs> and they did uh, just movies, people. Come on. And uh, well, they do the work, so I don't have to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it was the guy, one of Justin Hammer's guys, they think, which sets that around the time of Iron Man two, and they think it picks up right after Civil War. Because there's Thor talking about Loki being back out there, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, Odin being missing. So it's this supposedly this whole thing spans the time between Iron Man 2 and Civil War, which is, I don't know how many years. Well, I don't know how many years it would be in their time either, but no. Sure. So is he going to be in, in Ragnarok, Doctor uh, Strange? Yeah, I think it's pretty much confirmed before okay. that scene he was out. Okay. Yeah. It was it, the end scenes, the, the two of them, we'll get to the, the first one here when it, with Thor. It seemed like that's what they were setting up. It seemed like it. I just didn't. Next, it seemed like they were setting up the next Thor movie, not the next Doctor Strange movie. And then the second one was setting up the, the, the next Doctor Strange movie. It seemed like it because, you know, we, yeah. can, we can reference, we had a discussion with A.T. Huck last night yeah. about about Doctor Strange, and, and he brought up the fact that Strange essentially took down his biggest rival, uh, Dermammu, right off the bat. Um, and, and it wasn't necessarily like he took him down, but he, he tricked him, negotiated him out of out of Earth. I like that, though, because that's kind of the stuff he would do. That's the stuff Constantine would do in Hellblazer, too. But he's, he's like, just learning his abilities, and he's taken down his biggest rival. Well, he hasn't the, taken him down. He's found a loophole to keep him away from Earth for a while. I, I look at it as he just annoyed the shit out of him. Yeah, he, you know, he groundhog dated him, and then he's, yeah, just please make the stop. I'll let me get my three people out of there. Yeah, right. But so, yeah. so is the next movie setting up? Uh, what's his name? Mordo as yeah. his as his enemy. See, I don't know anything about Mordo. I, I, I knew okay. Mormamu, whatever, however you call it. I was just disappointed that he became. He was just a a nebulous face. It reminded me of uh, a combination of Parallax in the Green Lantern movie and then Mobulja in Spawn. I thought he looked like uh, either a tree creature or the the uh, master uh, CPU or the master control program from yeah. Tron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird route to go with him. But I, somebody had mentioned he they referred to him as like the devourer of worlds, I think, at one point. Or something about how he eats. He's an eater of worlds, and that's totally Galactus. Yeah, and absolutely. They can't use Galactus, so I think they kind of morphed Dora. And I'm, they always have the opportunity to have him like take form, like a human. You know, the way he looks in the yeah. comics at any time. If he were to come to Earth, he would of course. So there's just a million ways around it. That was actually Benedict Cumberbatch that did the motion capture and the voice for Dormammu. Oh really? Oh, really? Yeah, it was his idea. Hmm. He said he thinks like yeah if he's gonna be my nemesis I should do the mocap and the uh, the voice so that's what they did okay that's that's interesting yeah so it, and I that name Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. is so great <laughs> I know in our first couple shows uh, Nick was just didn't want to have anything to do with anybody named Benedict Cumberbatch yeah but is is he a big Doctor Strange fan or was he somebody that said okay I'm going for this role I'm gonna learn no it. he just went all in for it yeah. 
Not good for him. Then. They wanted Joaquin cool. Phoenix originally. That's what I heard. But he didn't want to commit to that many because he still wanted to do what he, he didn't want to do multiple movies. Yeah, well, he would have been sweet. He would have been a better Lex Luthor. But I'll save that for another. Yeah, time. I, than he, you know, he looked the part. Oh uh, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, uh, he looked the part. He was exactly what you would think Doctor Strange in terms of facial structure oh, in yeah, terms as as of he, everything. So, yeah, instead of a training montage, we got a facial hair montage. Yeah, and, yeah. And him, I guess, cutting his own hair. But, yeah, as soon as he came back from that, had the little gray streaks in his hair, he looked the part. He looked the the, the book covers. As soon as I saw the cloak of levitation in that case... Well, you knew. It, it, it hit me that, okay, that's going to be the relic that, that chooses him, you know, and it, it was, you know, kind of playing cute. What did you think of that? Think of which... The comedic relief of the cloak of levitation, kind of like uh, the robots in uh, Iron Man One. Yeah, it. I thought I thought was what was really cute was when he popped the collar. Yeah, and it was and it was trying. You know, the the two tips of the collar were trying to to tend to his wounds. Yep. You know, kind of like a like a, a a doting parent or something. I thought that was cute when it was forcing him to use that you know S and M device on the on uh, what's the guy's name. Um, Caselux, I couldn't. Whatever the dude with Caselius? the weird eyes, Casilius. Casilius, yeah. yeah. When 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 he threw the S and M thing at him, that that didn't seem so comedic. I mean, the way they did no, it, yeah. But it was more like, no, dude, I know what's out here. You don't need a weapon. You need just chuck this at him. No, I thought it was cool. I thought it was it was neat. You I, know, and it went well when um, one of the uh, zealots or whatever, when yeah. it wrapped up his head and started beating the shit out of the oh, guy. That was good. That was great. <laughs> yeah, and it just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I thought it was. Marvel does a, a good job, and in this one, they, they sort of pushed the limit a little bit further than, than I think a lot of people would have liked it in the uh, in terms of the comedic relief with the, uh, with the cape. And the only reason I say that is because DC goes completely the other way. Mm-hmm. And does no comedy, which makes their movies more serious, but also not as fun to watch half the time. Yeah, they're, I mean they're working on that. You can tell from the Justice League trailer. Yeah, they're working on that with the and then they had they had the two funny lines in Batman Superman. Oh, I thought those worked. Yeah, some they people did. hated it and they thought it was lame. I thought it was very Perfect. very well timed when you just wouldn't you wouldn't think they'd add. Well, Batman's a miserable person. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's he wasn't it, like quippy or goofy though. He just had yeah. like a quick, dry humor line. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you true, know? true. Because yeah, he was still a playboy. Yeah. I'm not mad at them adding humor. I mean, you have to, and it was well done. And yeah. also, Marvel knows that's expected of them now. Correct. So they have to do it, and they did it well. So it worked out. You know what wasn't funny was Stan Lee's cameo. I thought it was. Absolutely I don't even remember stupid. what it was. It, he was on a bus or something. He was reading. on a bus reading, uh, and then I tried to catch the the book that he was reading. Yeah. Uh, it, Some existential book. It tied yeah, in. and he and he's laughing out loud about it. And it was just it was stupid. It, that was it, it. Yeah, I felt like. Well, I have a feeling that the next half dozen Stan Lee. Yeah. Uh, ones aren't going to fit as well as the first ones because they re- they recorded a, like a dozen of them. Yeah. He should have been a patient in the hospital when he was fighting yeah. Yeah. the dude in his astral forum and just sat up and been like, keep it down or some b- bullshit. Oh, perfect. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it seemed, I, it, it, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I read where they, they filmed a bunch of his cameos. They four, and I think James Gunn filmed three of the four. He and, directed yeah. three of them. Because he's 92 now? 
Yeah, well, he might not make it another ninety-two years. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. But the first, the first one after he dies is gonna suck. Oh, I'm just gonna sit there and I'm gonna cry. Is yeah, what's gonna happen? Oh man, <laughs> you know, it, it, something that did occur to me though was was his first cameo in Mallrats. I can't think of anywhere Stan Lee would have popped up otherwise. He might have been on one of the TV movies, like, but not in a speaking role. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know, but that's the first big one, and they put him, they put him on the poster. Oh yeah, well, you they have to. Well, yeah. Kevin Kevin Smith being who he is, yeah, that's, that's what sold me on it. Stan I didn't give a Lee. fuck. I didn't know anything about Kevin Smith or anything. I saw Stan Lee on the Mallrats movie. Oh books. really? I knew there were it was there's comic books. Involved. Shannon Doherty didn't draw you in. No, that no. was that was Never essentially. Really. It, it, we. Go right. We always talk Kevin Smith, yeah, but of course. I I had heard of Clerks, but never really saw it. And then heard, you know, Shannon Doherty is making her first movie, and it's going to be this Mall Rats thing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And went and saw it. I'm like, hey, this is terrible. Yeah. And oh, you then, hated it? Well, I don't say I hated it. I thought well, I was I, the right age for it um, though. I was like 14 or 15 when I saw it. Oh, I, think. I, don't no, I was. Uh, yeah, I was like. 20. Yeah. That's the way I, I was thought. In my, it, I was in my 20s. That's what I thought adults acted like when I. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't until I got a I got a, a videotape of Clerks, saw Clerks, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And then you know, got Mallrats right after. I'm like, okay, now this makes sense. I know who Jay and Silent Bob are, and I, you know, and then it, the rest was just downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I saw Dogma first. Of all of them. Of all of them. Oh, dude. And then uh, slow down. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was his first script. Yeah, when it was his first, and he couldn't make it because he didn't have the budget. So exactly. he did the other movies to be able to afford the budget to make Dogma. I didn't know that he wrote that. That was his first script. Yeah, yeah. Because then I remember seeing uh, the Jay and Silent Bob cameo, and was it Scream Two? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's the guys from Dogma. Wonder what else they've been in. <laughs> and then I watched uh, Mallrats, and I was like, well, this is no good. And then. I was working at Hollywood Hollywood Video in East Lansing, and I saw Clerks, and I went, "Holy crap! This is my life right now." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Chasing Amy is one of my top five movies of oh, all yeah. time. I, I love yep. that flick. So that that's kept me a Kevin Smith fan even through some of the hot garbage that's been coming out lately. Oh, he he can release as many tux, uh, tusks as he wants, and Oof. I'll still go back to Chasing Amy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, back to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange here. <laughs> the casting. I, I heard somebody, or I heard, I, I read somebody uh, refer to this as the best acted cast. I would say so. Yeah. But some of the choices, as far as the ancient one, that seemed to be. Well, you know why? Because China for the market in China. What or and Japan actually? Do I know why? What they want it because they didn't want to make the of their, any specific. Oh. I forgot the ancient one is Chinese or Japanese. I yeah, call, but it yeah. would have affected their oh the box their market on whatever the, country wasn't and marketing yeah. because like one some countries will not accept certain films based on the ethnicity of the people portrayed in that film. Really? Or I'm, what was the one? Was it Iron Man two? Something had to do with China in Iron Man two, and it got banned because it was yeah. yeah. And they and I think well, I know for a fact that's why they made it a woman, a white woman. Now, well, not why they made specifically a white woman, but Tilda Swinton's awesome, and she did a great job. Yeah, but I, I read where there were there were two other people up for the role, and one of one of them was Asian. I can't remember who the two people were, so I don't know why. Also, I think there were no other female characters besides Rachel yeah. McAdams. I thought she was. I, I it made sense. She certainly 
She's a comic book fan. I did not know that. Oh, really? Yeah. And she also wanted to be, she was pushing for, Neil Gaiman had a book from Vertigo called Black Orchid Mm -hmm. that she wants to be in and get made that I had no idea. I'm like, that's cool, man. She killed it as the ancient one. I mean, she was great. Oh, that's Rachel McAdams, that is. Oh, Rachel McAdams. Oh, from my hometown of London, Ontario. Is she really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. You weren't even born there? Well, you lived there the longest. I lived there for over 20 years. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. That's like, I I wasn't born in Livonia, but it's my hometown. (laughs) Tilda Swinton was also Gabriel the Archangel in Constantine, the Hellblazer movie. Oh, yeah, she was. So she's had these weird immortal gender-bending roles. Well, she's got that presence and that face where it's kind of powder yeah i was yeah. gonna say she's a mix between powder and Sinead o'connor yeah yeah i could see that yeah and then yeah. she was in fuck what was a train wreck where she's like tan and like this bitchy rich boss i was like that's crazy that that's told us oh, that's right that was she was the boss and oh yeah you'd never guess it no she's never that role no honestly the only thing i remember about uh train wreck is john cena's penis that's all you need to know because john cena's the man and he hung dong like a champ in that movie oh he did <laughs> not only that but he was the funniest part of that whole Movie. Oh, absolutely. No, no, I've yeah. dated enough horrible people to where I don't need to watch one on TV. Well, you know what? Oh, fuck shame- you, Coco, beware. <laughs> and the shameless. Fuck you. <laughs> the shameless uh, sports cameos were so Ugh. bad, like so forced and like awkward. I'm like, oh, anyways. John I thought LeBron Cena- James was pretty funny. John that. LeBron James was yeah. good, but John Cena was also one of the funniest parts of that. Tina Fey, uh, Amy Poehler's sister. Yeah, I was great. I haven't seen it. Oh, I want to see it just for John Cena. He's yeah. a tatted up drug dealer. Yeah. Um, and then after he sells him some drugs, he's like, "You mind if I just hang out here for a while?" He's just, he's just, he's the ma- He's just massive. Yeah. But they, they, yeah, they, they drew tattoos all over his uh, neck and face. And, yeah. Yeah, I thought he yeah. was great. He was they, great. They they obviously keep pulling him into their movies. So good. Well, I do have something about yeah. Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. So you two gentlemen have seen a lot of movies. You know how movies are put together. One thing that I found interesting about Doctor Strange, and it, it, and I'm not saying it bothered me. I just didn't. There was no second act. Mm. It just sort of. Yeah, you're right. It was a lot of stuff happened in the beginning, and then all of a sudden I was like, well, they're wrapping up. Which I, I, it's been going on for almost two hours, so it seems time to wrap it up. But how did we get here? And I, I wasn't bored through any part of, part of it. I didn't uh, was confused through any part of it. it. Just didn't really have a second act. No, that bothered me. Is it seemed like it went from first act into hit the ground running into the action leading up to the third act. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I started was... to get a little bored with like too much action, which just starts to bother me. Which was kind of one of my Civil War complaints. It was good, sure, but like. I like more character stuff. Being no, they involved. just they had a quick cutoff. It's like a you know six eight minute match basically. The, yeah. the the cutoff was him laying on the uh, the the surgery table dying. Yeah, and yeah, then, and then they brought him back to life. So ba- basically, he gets there, it fix me, I'm dying, charge me back up, let's go. It felt like that was, was their second act was him the, laying on that table. The whole him learning about magic was a yada 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 part. Yeah. It like okay, he's this guy. We get who he is. He shows up here, talks to the angel, and discovers this. Yada 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 yada. He's really good at this now. Let's mm. take it home. Like that's what I felt like right. they kind of did. I have like, a photogenic memory. Let's don't go. ever take these books, or I'll I'll know they're gone and blah blah blah. And then he took like eight of them, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like and then so he just stole a bunch of shit. That was the Beyonce montage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you guys think of the effects? I I think that they they went they looked at they watched Inception. Mm-hmm. And they went, let's do all of that and more. And they did it. It was, 
at no point did I have did I feel like I had to suspend my disbelief. I felt like everything no, when was, they were we talked yesterday. You did not see it in three D. I did not. Did you see it in three D, Rich? Yeah, I did. You I did? did? Was yeah. it sweet in three D? Yeah, it was worth it. I was sitting there. I normally going, don't care at all. I, I generally avoid three D movies. Yeah. If I really want to get into the mood, like, you know, actually watch the movie. But there I want to go see it in three D now, or the IMAX three D especially. No, it was really good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a moving M.C. Escher. Uh, yeah, uh, drawing. Sure. Yeah. And the way they did it, like everything made sense. At one point, when he falls through like the staircase thing, and then like runs off a thing and falls down, like the amount of work that went into like having that make sense. And, oh, like, how the hell do you storyboard? I that? have yeah. no idea how. Like they had to have had tons and tons and tons of people working on that because I hate when there's tons of special effects most of the time. Like, but that was like absolutely worth it. Well, it was a traditional pre-prequels George Lucas effect and that the effect lived in a universe and it meant something. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an effect just for the... They weren't just in the mirror universe and... I mean, okay, the first time... The agent one is in the uh, does the, the the city bending. Yeah, it's more of a let me sh- let's introduce you to this power that she has to to bend things around in the mirror world. But then when the the big chase in the mirror world where they're they're locked in it there with them when they didn't have their mm-hmm. fucking decoder ring. Right, and she comes and, and saves her ass. Yeah, but that one it didn't seem like it was it was overindulgent it was like this is this is what's happening you're fucked yeah this is one thing I, I don't know if i like or not is the fact where a lot of key things in the marvel universe are actually infinity stones now yeah i don't know if i like that so like that's fine where the ether was like the red infinity stone which i didn't really understand how that worked but and then loki scepter had like the soul stone or not the soul stone whatever the mind stone i think whatever but then the vision has the soul gem on his as his little thing on his forehead it's like i don't know if i like that now because now he needs that well and that's the thing is that once once we do the infinity war and thanos comes down and completes the infinity gauntlet is vision dead is can you can now that whatever that amulet is that gone like i mean the only way they and the same thing with the eye of agamotto yeah which used to be kind of a a magical device that could do several things now it's just the time stone and all it does is time it's like, well, that's like one of his key things. And now it's like, it just does one thing. You're kind of well, limiting or yourself. Or that's all we know from this first movie. Unless it's, the only other thing that I could think would redeem it is a, Thanos takes all the Infinity Stones and say, you know, boom, fucking that's out of the Eye of Agamotto, boom, it's out of Vision. The Power Gem is what they had in Guardians, I think. If by after they take out the Vision's Yellow Stone and after they take out the Eye of Agamotto Stone, if we find out that, like, oh, Vision is sentient, he's still alive after that, maybe he has a soul, or, like, the soul gem, like, gave him that, but he's still around without it. Like, And same okay. thing with Eye of Agamotto, do the same thing. We just but give like, him a little cubic zirconia, and he's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and the Eye of Agamotto, maybe the same thing, where it's like, oh, that wasn't powering it, and it's still a sacred device he can use, but that was just something added to it, boosted up or something, I don't know. But I just don't like the idea that these key artifacts in the Marvel Universe are just infinity stones i feel like that changes a lot of things are there any stones we're missing i think it's everything now because well you had power and guardians you had time and doctor strange you have soul gem and avengers you have uh the ether was it wasn't thor too that was the ether yeah that was the red one so purple yellow green red we're missing one loki scepter yeah that's five right yeah was there five or six i think there's five yeah, I thought there was one in the middle, but I think uh, that's wrong. 
There wasn't one on the thumb. I think there was a bunch on the knuckles and then one yeah. in the middle. I think that's all. I think we're up to Doesn't speed. Doesn't it? I saw something where it spells out Thanos. That's six. Six letters. Oh. I, just, I saw that on Facebook. and went, oh, that's, uh, maybe these guys know that. No. <laughs> I just, oh, I dropped a <laughs> nugget. I just dropped a big old nugget. Um, you know what? What stood out to me was the 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 opening scenes, or actually all of the New York scenes when they're you know running around and fighting. And this is before everything started, you know, when they're basically running through uh, the, the clock movements. Um, do you think people in New York just looked at it and went fucking cosplayers? The fuck <laughs> are they doing? <laughs> That's what I saw. Like, oh, they just they just look like freaks running through New York. The costumes were fucking awesome for what it was. Though. Sure, like, sure. Doctor Strange. It wasn't like overly ornate. It was like the old costume, but like mm-hmm. made sense. It looked awesome. No, they did. They did a good job making it seem like this is what he actually would wear. It's not just a costume. No, it didn't seem out of place or goofy. Yeah. Like they like eased you into it a little bit there. Yep. Does Does it seem like Marvel these these secondary character movies, uh, Doctor Strange, Ant Man, uh, Ant Man, Gar- Guardians, and you, you could almost throw Deadpool into that as well. Even though Deadpool kind of has a, a cult of his own, it, it seems like Marvel does those movies best, or at least they seem to catch people off guard. Where or or is it just that the the the, the mainstay characters are under so much scrutiny? I think it's both. I think there's so many cooks in the kitchen on the main characters and mm-hmm. so many things like they don't want to fuck it up. But I think it's more also the pressure of we have to get this underdog character over. So they put more thought into the subtlety of it. And there's simpler stories. Like I loved Ant-Man cause it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't this technology's already out there and I have to fight a million fucking robots. It's okay. It's a heist movie because if this stuff gets out there, it could be bad. Yeah. And yeah. I loved it. And it's a guy about a guy and his daughter. And Paul Rudd played the lovable fuck up criminal super well. I was surprised they picked Paul Rudd. That, oh yeah, that, 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 I think you told me that. Yeah, that. I think Paul Rudd had had a part of producing that too because he he had wanted to get that off the ground for the, the Ant Man movie was in production for a long ass time. And one thing with uh, Ant Man is that it's it's highly rewatchable. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, I saw it twice in the theater. Yeah, which is something that's not not all the Marvel movies are are. Rewatchable. I remember I really, really liked Captain America: Civil War, and then I rewatched it at home when it came out on Blu-ray, and I was like, "It was okay." It's fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fireworks. It was, it was okay. I, I didn't. It's not like I disliked it. I just it, it it didn't hit me the same way the first time. Whereas Ant Man, uh, it's on making its run on HBO now, and if it's on, I know what I'm doing for the next mm-hmm. uh, two hours. Yeah. yeah, it was, and they have the good learning, like the way they built up to him really well like how he learned everything yeah you know, a fucking know. montage is what he had fuck it i hank <laughs> pam was awesome too oh Mike, yeah Michael Douglas, oh, man he's great yeah. yeah he was great yeah and i think they did a good like since there there's these legacy characters they did a really good job of introducing okay we don't want to make a movie about hank pym because he's kind of a wife beater in the comics i think and yeah. also like scott lang's more interesting and and also they did a, a good job of establishing all right this guy was the dude and he's still in it, and he's passing the torch on to the new guy, and it was great. What like what? It felt like it could have been a sequel movie to a previous Michael Douglas Ant Man movie. Oh, absolutely! It's like Leonard awesome. Part Six. Yeah, you don't ha- jumping you don't, in. Yeah, you don't have to do that at all, and that's what I want them to do with Captain Marvel. I want, like, I thought, and then they're not doing it now for some reason. It's Ego, the Living Planet, is Star of Lord's dad. 
which is whatever. What? Kurt Russell's the man. You okay. didn't know that? Kurt Russell's no. playing Ego the Living Planet. Well, I knew it was Kurt Russell, but I didn't know there it was Ego. But Yeah, it's Ego the Living Planet. But huh. For some reason, in a human form. And you know, that is Star-Lord's dad? In the movie universe, not in the comics. Yeah. Okay, that, so here's where we're going to start having those types of issues. And so, yeah, yeah. So they did... Uh, I mean, he's nobody in the comics. He's some okay. space king. It's mm-hmm. like nobody really cares. What I wanted is I wanted the original Captain Marvel to be his dad. That'd be cool. Kill him off in the same movie in Guardians 2, pass it on to Carol Danvers. She picks it up for the rest of the movies. And so that was Marvel. Yeah. Back to I that. thought that's a good way. Intro <laughs> the guy, but then you're spinning it off on the second person. You know? So mm-hmm. it's, you're keeping it legit, but you don't have to roll with him for a solo movie. Because they, they have a Captain Marvel coming out, or they're... In talks of a Captain Marvel movie? No, it's for sure. Brie yeah. Larson is going to yeah. be. Yeah. But they haven't started filming anything yet. No, but right? she's going to be in Avengers. Okay. The next Avengers What movie. do we have coming up next? I know I know what they're working with. Wolverine's in March. Yeah. Yeah. Logan. Oh, that looks cool. Oh. I actually, I wrote down uh, the Logan trailer if we wanted to talk about that. That director's awesome. Yeah. What do you Look. think? Of, what, how, what are you thinking about that after seeing the trailer? I mean, I think it'll deliver because the Wolverine was way better than I expected it to be. It's not going to, you, you have to get out of your head that it's going to be the old man Logan story. No, I have no expect Because that, I mean. When they, re- they can't have Hulk, they can't have Hawkeye. That is mm. the Dark Knight Returns of our generation, yeah. I think. Where it's like a lot of like cool for the sake of being cool, but organically it's not a great story. You know? Yeah. It's just a lot of like gratuitous, like, ooh, so this character's here, that character's here, and a lot of like ultra-violent weird shit going on. I don't really think I'd want to see that as a live action movie. It'd be too weird with the Hulk planet and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they don't need it. No. Like the tone of it is what made it cool of like, Correct. A, you know, broken over at Wolverine. And, but that is like, even if the movie is not good, which I think it will be regardless, I still have that trailer <laughs> to watch <laughs> over and over again. But isn't uh, Planet Hulk going to be in Thor Ragnarok? He's. I don't think he's going to the planet. I think he he's going to end up fighting in Asgard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think, but he's got the armor, and they're yeah. doing the Gladiator Hulk thing. But I think it's going to end up being on one of the worlds there instead of like Planet Hulk. They're tying it in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is yeah, that works. Which makes me think that they should have. I don't know what they're doing with with with, with Ragnarok. I didn't read that comic book either. Well, I was going well, to ask know who's... With, with how they ended Strange. How does Doctor Strange even fit into that? He's so- using him to try to find Loki. Yeah. And Odin was oh. what it was in the mid credit scene. No, you know, I got that, but is there more than that? No idea. Okay. But see, with the way they're going with this, it would have actually made sense to quickly shoot Hulk into space in Civil War. Which is what they did in the comic was they, they oh that ending was clearly a nod to World War not yeah. World War Hulk like Planet Hulk yeah easily yeah. with the Wolverine movie though what confuses me about that is like okay Wolverine is healing factor slowing down he's starting to get a little worn out uh, Old Man Logan story that's like in kind of the distant future not super far but Hawkeye's clearly like fifty years thirty yeah. thirty years older at least forty years maybe. And this Professor X is still kicking around, and he's an older guy, so it's like Wolverine's aging rapidly, but Professor X is still alive. So mm-hmm. like, and I think I had read in one of the synopsis, I don't know if it's a legit, said like it's eight years in the future. I'm like, in eight years, all this shit went down. So it's just kind of confusing to me hmm. the timeline, considering Professor X is 
I don't even want to talk about the X-Men timeline, man. I'm going to let it go (laughs) because this guy's trying to do his own thing separate from that. Yeah. I did read where they're going to re... Or at least there's talk of just resetting X-Men, which they have to. Just... Well, Well, they said just just push reset. But they're also saying, like, but if Jennifer Lawrence... Jennifer Lawrence is one of the worst things to happen to that franchise. She doesn't uh, care. Yes, absolutely. But if McAvoy and... I just forget his name. Magneto. uh, Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Boss Bender. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. He's like, oh, if they want to come back, we'll, we'll make it a way where it's a loose rebuild. I'm like, you're just complicating it more. Like, yeah, stop. Just like, stop. I don't know how you're well, going to... Then again, in the comics, X-Men are all over the fucking place, and they're half rebooted and now half fighting each other. And Oh, I don't know. Just uh, take the peak. Just take them when they were at their peak. Is that just because there's too many of them? Well, it's because Marvel doesn't own the, the rights to X-Men, so they've, they've kind of... They killed Wolverine as a fuck you to Fox. Yeah. Because they didn't want their comics as like advertisement for their movies in a way, yeah. Which is really well, shitty, guess, like well, to fuck your own product over. Yeah. Are you, are we talking comics or movies? Yeah, comics. In the comics, okay. he's not dead. He's like encased in adamantium or something. Yeah. Oh. That's weird. But yeah, Fox owns X Men movies, correct? But as far as Marvel books go, yeah, they didn't want the books to be advertisements for. The That's movies, why they got rid of so. Fantastic Four too. Like yeah. the poor movie. Reception. It's oh, like those have been terrible. Wow. Yeah. So that I, man, I don't know. Fantastic Four, the newest one, wasn't bad so much as very strange. It is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. It's almost fascinatingly weird. I want people to see it because it's just. Weren't they going to release a director's cut that actually has a decent movie in there? There's like, well, I guess the dude that directed it had like hissy fits on set, and like yeah. he didn't finish it, and they realized he didn't know what he was doing, like halfway through shooting. Supposedly they brought somebody else on to finish it. I don't. I don't. And then ab- right after the movie got released, that director went online on Twitter and said, "This movie sucks because it's not the one I made. I have, I made a really good one, but they edited it bad. So this one, this I have nothing to do with how bad this movie is, which is kind of a cop out. Doesn't every director that uh, I was going to say, say <laughs> this seems to be a, a recurring well, what, theme of these movies? They said that about before their release, Hulk, Suicide Squad too, yeah. because David Ayer, well Jared Leto said there's like. 45 minutes of Joker footage not put in the movie. And David Ayer said, nope, this is the director's cut. This is yeah. it. There won't be one. And then they just announced that they're yeah, going to have extended all this version extra- and a ton of Joker and, uh, and Harley stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, they had the same issue with the, uh, the Edward Norton Hulk movie where Norton went insane or something and uh, was just impossible to work with. And then they took the movie away from him. And then we what got has he done lately. You know he's a tremendous waste of an actor right now yeah. because he's he's an incredible talent that's just not doing anything. Well, I guess his version of the script for actually that Hulk movie is highly underrated. I agree. I think it was pretty enjoyable. That, Funny, was, the, that was the very first one. Second no. one, Ang Lee was the first one. It was kind of a wasn't it like a loose reboot sequel? Yeah, kind of to that. Yeah, they yeah. Did, they just kind of went through. I love that the intro was just like kind of like the old TV show. And yada yada, blah, blah, you get the Hulk by now. Let's go, and it was great. And they had a lot of nods to the um, one of the Hulk comic series where he was talking to Mister Blue on the mm. um, computer. That was in one of the Hulk, few Hulk comic arcs that I actually bought. But uh, I guess Ed Norton added a lot more Marvel references in the script. Like he had Captain America referenced in there. He had like a, he like studied all of it and then added a ton of stuff to interconnect all of it and they took it out and he was upset over that, which I can respect him. I but I heard he's hard, I heard he's super hard to work with anyway though. So Oh sure. Whatever. Jay, you recently had a uh, a Marvel Civil War two <laughs> rant on Facebook on your on your personal page. Uh, you mind sharing this? Yeah, no, I 
The Civil War two. Are you reading this, Rich? No. no. Uh, okay. Uh, it started off okay. I mean, it's it's an interesting concept. It's they're they're really shoving the Inhumans down your throat just because they're they want the Marvel universe to go more Inhumans, less mutants because they own the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was delays, but Bendis is writing it. It's it's okay, so it's okay. He, they, he writes so much stuff, though. I realize but, it's not that I don't like his writing. It's that he they have him write everything. everything. So, like, it's going to suffer. Well, in this, because of... I, I don't know if he's because he's writing everything and he's all over the place, but it's been uneven when the issues are coming out. And now there, there are two issues from it even ending. And the rest of the Marvel Universe has already moved on to Civil War Aftermath because they're late. So you have stuff coming out in uh, the latest Iron Man. Well, actually, two two issues ago of Iron Man because it comes out every every other week now. That spoiled stuff that's going to happen later in Civil War because it's behind, which makes no sense. And they did this same damn thing with uh, Secret Wars, where they had the whole thing planned out that they were gonna it was all gonna reboot at the end of Secret Wars. Well, then they decided, well, we can't fit everything into this. We need another issue of Secret Wars. But then the whole damn universe rebooted, and Secret Wars wasn't even over yet to tell us why. Mm. It's just bad. Bad booking. How does that happen, though? Like, bad booking. Yeah, but yeah. Like, it's there's so many people that work there, and all they do is fucking comic books. Stick to your workflow, people. Like, <laughs> that's what I, and that's it's what like I there's a lot of money invested in that company. Like I just I just don't get it. Like... No, well, I think that one of the issues is that the issues are coming out every other week now in the regular universe. Mm. And so they're blowing through storyline. For each character? Or yeah. They get their, some of their art is horrible, too. Well, and that's what they do now is they, they switch off. So you don't have, like, I want to read the Capullo version of Batman and, and, and run it through. Or I want to read the uh, McFarlane or Larson uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And follow that artist through it because every other book is a different artist because one artist can't plow through can't two issues a month. It, yeah. How are you keeping up with all this? I have a kid, so I don't leave the house. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I'm 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 behind in uh, everything but Civil War, Batman, and Deadpool versus Spider Man. And actually, Deadpool Mercs uh, and the Mercs for Money has been really damn good. I I was shitting all over the fact that they went from the miniseries of Deadpool and the Mercs for Money to the series of Deadpool and Mercs for Money. But it's been it's been a solid read, so I've been catching up with that. I'm way behind in Justice League. I'm way behind in Green Lantern. But uh It's okay. Yeah, I try, man. I try. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh but but yeah, no, but the so Marvel's kind of all over the place. Deadpool is is fine, but they keep fucking going to this Deadpool twenty ninety nine shit. With the Deadpool's daughter doing stuff in the future with a decrepit Deadpool sort of in tow because he's not dying because he's constantly regenerating. And then the Deadpool releases about once a quarter these $10 issues, which are basically four issues in one, but all drawn by four different artists. So the art's all over the place. Uh, I can't stand it. That was my problem with Sandman. Yeah. When I read the Sandman graphic novels... Some of the characters are just normal dudes. They're just normal people, like in like a suit or like a t-shirt. Again, they're not superheroes. So like when a different, and then they come back in later issues, like maybe twelve issues later, 
And I'm like, wait, it was this blonde guy. Oh, that's the dude from issue whatever. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know that's the fucking guy until they call him by name? So now I have to go back and reread because it's a different artist drawing just some random person. Yeah, it doesn't so look the same at all. Yeah, it's yeah. that was they just it's like switching a director every fucking scene. It was kind of hard to deal with. No, I agree. But whereas the uh, the DC Rebirth stuff has been solid, Batman's been great. Green Lanterns have been great. I had a good talk with. Uh, Joe at Theater Bazaar that he's really digging the uh, the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Justice League has been pretty decent. I can't talk enough, but I was I was really worried when Snyder and Capullo left Batman, and then they started off with this I Am Gotham sort of arc with Gotham and then Gotham Girl and the Psycho Pirate, which I, I'm not a huge fan of Psycho Pirate. They've been trying to get that guy over for a long time. Uh, he looks kind of fine. He looks cool, but he's weird. But they've they're they're going back into the basics now, and with the uh, I am suicide, and uh, it's, it's a Bane story arc, which is cool. Mm. And then I also like that Detective Comics, which I'm I'm up to date date on now too, is not just Batman. You have Batwoman, and a bunch of other jobbers. That I can't remember their fucking names, but uh, it it gave it gives it a little bit of different feel. Whereas for a while there, it was just, here's another Batman story. Mm-hmm. What, what are you reading these days, Rich? I know we were just, just talking over the weekend how you were at a coffee shop reading comic books, fucking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then I fucked off. Okay. Let me let me define, first off, fucking off, and I feel like people already know this and they don't know they know it, but <laughs> my definition... I understood the concept when you said You it. get it. Yeah. But my exact definition is it's when you're somewhere like, say, a coffee shop, and you're reading, and you're hanging out, and you've had one or two drinks of coffee, and you realize it would be weirder if I stayed any longer, or I'm out of things to busy myself with, or you just know you're done, and then you fuck off. Okay. That's fucking off. Like, yeah. You're pre- I'm no longer needed here, and my leisure time is up. You have to have social awareness to be able to fuck off. That's why people that don't have social awareness are told to fuck off. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I didn't know I knew that until it came out of my mouth. Reminds me of that. I, uh, I, I can't wait to replay that. I need, to, <laughs> yeah. need yeah. to write that one down. Yeah. Can you please put that on the thing, like the definition of fucking off is covered? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be a line item. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Dick uh, Bronson defines fucking off. Yeah. You thought you knew, but you have no, no idea. Absolutely. No. It's <laughs> true life. It goes off. much deeper than you think. Yeah. So... It was, I, Detroit Comics had a sale <laughs> on a bunch of graphic novels and stuff that they were had up on eBay that weren't going. So I bought Wolverine Bloodlust, which was a weird little one shot. It was super strange, but I enjoyed it. It was a good Wolverine story. There was these weird ethereal creatures and mm. dark ethereal creatures. And he was working and yeah, it was weird. It was good though, but I was like a dollar. So and then I got Batman Judge Dredd. It oh. was painted by Simon Bisley. It was the second one because they had already kind of knew who yeah. it was. It was a decent one-shot story. It was quick. It was, you know, whatever. I like that sometimes, though. That is exactly what I needed to just sit there and read a mindless story and then fuck off, you know? Yeah. So uh, I picked up this Wolverine arc, uh, Wolverine Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Huh. When uh, I don't remember what it was, Dark Reign or what, but the Hand had been killing heroes and resurrecting them as evil. Like, they did it to North Star, and Wolverine killed North Star, and then they did it to Wolverine, and Wolverine went ape shit. That was the, the arc before this. This arc is after S.H.I.E.L.D. deprogrammed Wolverine from the Hand, and he's off to hunt them down as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was written by Mark Miller, and John Romita Jr. did the art. I, okay, I don't like John Romita Jr. 
his storytelling is great. Yeah. His actual art is not fun to look at. No, really. I feel like everybody has a box face. Yeah, and like our uh, tubes You're for arms. Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I it's it's a very unpopular thing to say that you don't like John Romita Jr. just because of his his legacy and his heritage in the comic book industry, but it just doesn't do much for me. Yeah, no, I got you. It was fine. I mean, I don't mind his art, but he's not my preferred artist, just because I said, like I said, same thing with Steve Dillon. I wasn't super into his art. His art was fine, but his storytelling was meant more than his art meant. I yeah, I can see that. So what? that's what I was reading. What else? I picked up some Grant Morrison Swamp Thing stuff from, like, I don't know when it was, when he wrote that, just because it was, you know, three issue collected. Figured yeah. Read that, get that in. Do you ever go to the MSU book sales that they have? You should go. No. Yeah, I went because they have they they sell the MSU has the largest private collection of comic books, mm-hmm. and they constantly have uh, collections donated to them because they have the largest. And but they only keep like one of every issue that they need, and so they 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 bundle up their doubles and their triples, and they sell them for. Like I, I bought the entire run of Who's Who in the DC Universe from yeah. the mid to late eighties. I think it was thirty bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to remember that. Yeah. So pro tip kids. How often do they do that? And they they do the big sale once a year, but I think you can go to the uh MSU surplus store and they'll they'll have some stuff. But uh yeah. What was the last sale? The last sale was this past July. June, July. So it's every summer. It's in the summertime. Okay. So yeah, it's when it's they do their 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 media sale. And if you ever want to go and get a shit ton of videotapes, they yeah. got a lot of videotapes for the VCR that they oh, don't yeah. make anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, awesome. well, all right. You brought up uh, Civil War Two. Do you have a uh, rebirth update? How are things going? It's, it's it's a damn slow burn. Yeah, it's it's dropped the, off. The storylines have been great. Like I said, the Batman storylines have been good. Green Lanterns have been good. The Justice League is solid. It's just it's it has nothing to do with the Watchmen yet, and I'm I'm waiting for the next big DC event to come along that maybe they'll they'll pick it up. But they've uh, Jeff Johns already said this is what a, a a two three year arc that they're doing. So before they even get to the Watchmen, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> let, let me let me know when that's going to happen. I, I yeah no it's it's I think that in their summer. Their summer thing, I think they'll give you another little taste, and then they'll give you another little taste, and, they're, and then it'll mean something when the Watchmen joins the DC Universe, whereas Marvel's giving you so much taste that you're fucking just done. Here's this, and then there's this, and then we should mention this. Oh, by the way, Thor's back. Remember like, remember Thor? He's no longer a girl. There's now not, not the Thor's back. And it's like, oh. Here's oh, five man. Spider-Mans that are now in this universe. It's like a giant game of peekaboo. Like, we're going to yeah. take this guy away. Here he is again. Remember him? Yeah. Well, wait, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not. And by the way, you need another Deadpool series? We're going to be so meta. We're calling this Deadpool too soon, question mark. Oh, my God. And the first issue is going to be two issues. So now we're already on issue three by the next issue. And Spider-Ham is in it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Peter Porker, Spider Ham. You familiar yeah, with this yeah, now? Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Can we talk yeah. about Luke Cage? I don't know. I, that's my next one, man. I'm going right to it. I got. What do you got, babe? What, what do we think of Luke Cage? The first like four or five episodes were great. Mm-hmm. 
Pop was good. Catmouth was like what again one of the best Marvel villains that they've had. He was fucking awesome. Yeah, that played him. And then that went nowhere. <laughs> the whole arc with him just stopped short and it took a hard right turn somewhere completely different. Jumped. And nothing was resolved with that character. Chucked him through a window. <laughs> He's the Boba Fett of the Marvel Universe yeah. now. Oh, God, that guy was good, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was great. And then they unceremoniously killed him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the entire show, though, what, I mean, we mentioned the, the, the strong acting in Doctor Strange, but I thought everybody in Luke Cage nailed it. Mostly. Luke Cage himself was, like, uneven as an actor. Yeah. There were points where he was very wooden and just, like, didn't match it. And then there were parts where you really saw, like, that scene where the guy, the kid's got the gun to his head and he starts yelling at him, shit I can't say on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And, like, when Pops died and, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you saw this guy can actually act, but those are the only two parts I really felt like Yeah, anything. but I feel like Luke Cage is that. He's usually you know, cool. That, 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 well, but he's that. Uh, you know, a, like super perfect individual in a in a land of crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what's gonna bring him out of that, or that's what's gonna expose him as a superhero. The music was great. Oh, dude, the, I love the Method Man cameo. Oh man, it yeah, was random. It was great. They huge downgrade in villain. Like they did they not like watch these guys act before? Because Diamondback a. Okay, Diamondback, okay, it so happens that this giant drug dealer that's in Harlem where you didn't grow up, I think he they say he said it's from somewhere else anyway, he's also your brother, and he's mad at you because he thinks your dad loved you more than him, but you didn't know he was your brother, but yeah, you grew up. like It, this, turned, they, it turned just, into Lion King. Well, they just threw yeah. that in there with like little exposition, or, and then also he framed him to get him, and they didn't explain the whole framing him with the yeah. drugs thing. And then uh, just the way it ended with him going back, it's like, I know you're leading to something else, but it's like, what a fizzle of the... And why does... They don't need... I think it's a disservice to female characters to have Claire want to fuck every fucking superhero she comes across, the night nurse. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need her and Luke Cage to bang. Like, I get he's like a womanizer, but like, come, you already did her and Daredevil yeah, thing. Like, you're making her a homie hopper, and you don't yep. need to do that. Yep. But she has to be in every, because Iron Fist is next, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I, there's a lot of unresolved stuff I feel like happened. And I know that's because they're going to carry it off, but it didn't wrap up what it needed to wrap up for. They fucked off too soon? They fucked off too soon. They didn't even fuck off. They just left. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, there was still some room. I mean, any series needs to fuck off. Sure. But they just just got up and they they left their shit there. (laughs) Left his coat, left his comic books, like, after fucking everything. You know, Starbucks is like, what am I supposed to do with this shit? Yeah. Let me put this in the lost. Well, I'm not going to see this guy for like a year and a half now. So Luke Cage is in the lost and found right now. Luke Cage, I got Luke. I got your shit you left it <laughs> well and what, going back to uh something we we talked about just recently is the uh the fact that luke cage has his own show no I it's mean, great this, this is this is nuts we live in a world where luke cage and now iron fist are gonna have their it own tv show uh, people are like claim luke cage was racist and i thought they meant racist against black people for because i'm like i don't understand yeah and then i saw people were mad that there were like no white characters and i didn't even notice that watching no, it that didn't even occur to me watching it it's harlem yeah, it was Harlem, and it was a style. It was a stylistic show. It was supposed to be a black exploitation television show, which is essentially what uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist was. It was when Marvel looked at we need to create a new character. What's big right now? Well, black exploitation films are big, and kung fu is big. Let's action, do that. The action could have been better too. 
There were a couple things where like he yeah. threw a guy up, but I feel like the action scenes were not as like interesting as they could have gone. It, it, to me, it wasn't so much a superhero. That's series. fine by me. Yeah. I think the hoodie was overused. I understand that they did it on purpose for the Trayvon Martin thing, but like, oh, yeah. he didn't need to wear the hoodie like as a uniform. You could have thrown some more because Luke Cage wears street clothes in the comics. Yeah, you could have had him wear the street. He's clothes also he bare chested a lot. Yeah, he wears like a yellow T-shirt or whatever. But like, I feel like the hoodie was a little forced by yeah. the end of it. But whatever, that's I thought fine. it was funny that he was always going through clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's he should because be. that that's a joke that I I always saw in in the Hulk. Oh yeah, and they never they never really make fun of the fact that Bruce Banner is just wrecking clothes all the time. Yeah, you know, that's that was always my mom used to make when we would watch Lou Ferrigno. She's like, this dude's blowing through pants every episode. Yeah. I don't know. He apparently, he has money to buy pants. Yeah, or steal them. He probably steals them. He's a director. Sure. Yeah. yeah, but, but they always uh, match. They're but always yeah, the, the hoodie thing I got, and I think, but like, I'd like to have seen a little change up. Like that didn't need to be his like uniform. No, mm-hmm. you know, obviously he could wear because that's what people fucking wear. At what point does he become Power Man and have the the? That was a, the, he was originally like the tiara, or and they did a nod to that with uh, when he escaped and the, he kept this tiara on and he put the yellow shirt on when he escaped from the. Thing. Prison, right, yeah. right, right. They did yes. a nod to that because that was just his yes. first. That's right. But the whole Diamondback character was just terrible. Terrible actor. Terrible writing for him. It just like veered. I'm like, wait, what happened to what they were? I felt like the first four episodes they were building to something really cool that I was really interested in, and then Cottonmouth died, and they're like, nah, and then went a completely different direction. I'm like, yep. this is an entirely different series now. It, it was, was like the, it was like season one and season two and one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And like Diamondback was just so terrible, and he also did like like he he brought him to that theater, and then his whole plan was to run around punching cops with a power suit, yelling, "I'm Luke Cage," and then he <laughs> telling the cops, "Yeah, Luke Cage uh, wants this," and like this is all secondhand. Like it's like what a terrible plan. Yeah, what, no, and then he's the good. one throwing out these these victims that saw everything and know it wasn't him they're going to testify that it was not luke you know it was just like very hastily i don't know it started getting into a weird place with me and then the ending was meteor man it was the end of meteor man yeah what would you say what were you saying it was uh rocky was it rocky? Well, it was rocky five it just yeah. was you know there's suddenly a street fight and everyone's yeah. standing around watching it Waiting for Tommy Gunn to throw down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And even that was like an anti. I'm like, that was it. But the weird thing is, is like the fight happens early on. First 15 minutes of the last episode. And then the rest is swerving you with other stuff. Oh, wait, but this is still going on. It's like you just had the fight. The fight. (laughs) The big fight. That's like Rocky. That's like Rocky. The first half hour is his fight with Tommy Gunn, and the rest is, the, is them at the fucking police, at the fucking uh, yeah, police station f- filling out paperwork. Yeah, that's hospital. exactly what it is. Yeah, sorry. I know, Jay, you said you haven't seen the last episode yet. But, but that is exactly yeah. it. They're basically sitting sitting there waiting for somebody to either get them food or fill out paperwork. Yeah, that was like, like the rest is, of the episode. Sucks. And then... And then Rocky goes to jail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like, I got, hang on. I got some explaining to do. Yeah. Rocky <laughs> goes to jail and Adrian's like finding her own little apartment somewhere. And that was like the end of it. Like, what the fuck was that? I just didn't. I get what they were going for, but it didn't. I guess that's where I was waiting for Iron Fist to pop up or it just did, did, did I miss 
they, they always do a little cameo in every one of these yeah. uh, series. Did I miss a cameo? No, no, no. no. Well, they they talked about I, Daredevil, but I feel yeah. like they found like Bobby Fish, which is funny that that dude's name is Bobby mm-hmm. Fish. <laughs> uh, found the file that Mariah Dillard had that was going to clear his name in like the wreckage. That's right. And she said, Claire said something about like, I got a lawyer friend, which is hinting at like Daredevil's going to defend him mm-hmm. in the defenders that I'm bumching. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. hey. that's probably what's going to lead them all meeting and coming together. And I'm sure Jessica Jones is going to get hired to investigate. And then iron fist is going to Kung Fu his way into our hearts. I don't know. So, like, I have no clue. But I f- imagine that they ended it that way to lead into, oh, Daredevils are going to pop up and then Defenders, and that's what brings them all. But at the same time, it was a fucking not the right way to do the ending, in my have opinion. They, are, are they filmed Iron Fist, haven't they? It's filming, at least. It's filming, it seemed, and so is Jessica Jones. Uh, yeah. Punisher's filming. It yes. sounds like Punisher's Punisher. almost done. Yeah. Like, that's going to be the next one to come out. Maybe. I uh, hope so. I think, I think Iron Fist comes out next. I think so. That's, that's what I... Yeah. I here, but it seems like they're wrapping. They're up probably Punisher gonna do first. Iron that Fist, and then you're gonna get Punisher between Iron Fist and the Defenders as like your buffer between the two. Because did they film Defenders? Everything? No, they're leading to that though. That's, that's soon though. That's filming like by spring, I think. I would yeah. assume so. Yeah. So uh, Jay, you were saying Disney's looking to buy Netflix? Yeah, there was a, a little blurb on uh, one of the nerd sites that I uh, I look at. Sure. And. Uh, yeah, Disney's well. Disney is looking to buy everything. Would one of those be the Booking Pop Culture uh, Facebook page? Oh, absolutely. The okay. Booking Pop Culture Facebook page is where should, you everyone should go check that page out. Get all of your nerd needs. Absolutely, these uh, are the ones that we think are exactly. good. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> go on, good. Sir. Yeah, yeah. So Disney's uh, because they have an, they have a relationship with Netflix and they're trying to make a huge splash in the streaming universe. And rather than just go, we're going to try to do Disney streaming, which they did a sort of a version of that. It didn't go over very well. Uh, why not buy the gold standard, which yeah. is kind of what they do now. They don't. You, we want to get into comic books. Well, let's buy the gold standard. Right. We want to get into sci-fi. Well, let's buy the gold standard. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of what they do, and it makes uh, sense. It does. I, I My concern there, as much as that would be cool for, well... Star Wars fans, Marvel fans, yeah. um, and, and even just the Disney movies in general. But are they going to be blocking out content of their competitors? Well, I'm more concerned that it's going to, and that is definitely something that's 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 going to be okay. Now, do you have anything DC on this anymore? Do you have any any whatever studio that Disney has a beef with? Do you suddenly just not have those movies right, on there anymore? Off. What I'm really concerned with is that Netflix has found a niche that, I mean, Master of None wouldn't have been made on any other television platform. Yeah, you have the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is just it's just quirky enough that it would wouldn't be on on network television, but it's found a home and it's found an audience and it's successful on Netflix. Uh, I'm worried that you're and Marvel's going to always now have a place on Netflix, whether Disney owns it or not. Right. It's the it's the demand. Yeah, there's a demand for it. There's a demand for it. Well, it's unless the, they come up with their own streaming. Yeah. Well, and that's and what we're yeah. Saying. Rip it all off that. But uh, it's 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 where's the little niche programs that where Stranger Things? Stranger Things is is belongs on Netflix. I feel like Disney would buy that. 
Well, Disney would buy it now, but would have would Stranger Things have happened if Disney had already no. owned Netflix? No, but I, but I think this is where Amazon yeah. Prime uh, comes in. Amazon yeah. Prime seems to be picking up these uh, these quirky shows that that everyone's starting to love that <laughs> we were talking about earlier. The Jean Claude Van Johnson or Van Van Johnson yeah. and um, Tick, uh, the Tick. Yeah, there were oh god, there were a couple others, but those two were the ones that were really those digging. those were the the favorites of booking pop culture. Uh, Stephen Larry making it known. Yeah, they they liked it too. Watch, it's fucking Joe Coleman. If that's Joe Coleman. That's Joe up. Coleman. I'm gonna give him such a pinch. <laughs> One thing on Amazon Prime that I've rewatched. This is like my third or fourth time rewatching it. Uh. Bored to death. Oh, my God. It might be the best television show ever made. Really? It's so good. I seen that. loved that show. Oh, my, I didn't watch it when it was in syndication at all. I watched it when it was, uh, when I broke my leg, when I got hit by that drunk driver like two years ago. Yeah. I went on Amazon Prime. I'm like, I've heard of this. I heard it's good. First couple episodes didn't wow me. I'm like, oh, we'll see where it goes. And it just gets better and better by the third season. Oh, my God. It's so good. And it's Jonathan Ames. Yeah. Who I didn't know. I had read his c- comic, The Alcoholic, before, and I thought it was just too depressing. So I was kind of down on the writer. I'm like, man, yeah, I don't know. I wanted to like that, but I didn't. And then I started watching Bored to Death and loved it and saw the name. I'm like, holy shit, it's the same guy. I thought Ted Danson was perfect in it. He was so good, and he reminds me of a person I know that I won't say by name. <laughs> but he reminds me exactly of somebody I know that is the exact type of person. He was so great. And it was sort of his his renaissance. of It was what got him back into... The public eye, and then he's on one of the Law and Orders or CSI. He's or so good in that role, some, and he something. was just Sam the bartender for forever. And yeah. now he's redefined as George from Bored, Bored to Death, Death to me. And Zach Galifianakis was perfect for what he yep. was in that show. And Jason Schwartzman's awesome as the nebbish private just, detective slash. <laughs> I've stopped drinking except for white wine. Yeah, yeah, it's just perfect. There's and one we, of his lines was so he's like, "Why should I hire you for this job?" He goes, "I've never lost my sunglasses," and takes a sip of his white wine and goes. And most people do. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like film noir done by a uh, millennial. Like it's just yeah. I don't know. It was just really well done. Well, and I was so sad that it was deballed when it was by HBO when HBO went through the great purge of HBO's not going to do comedies anymore mm-hmm. because the third season was so irreverent. It, it it became something completely different than the first two seasons, and. I wanted to see where they were going to go with it from mm-hmm. there because it could have just become very bizarre. It was a weird way to end, and it sucks that that was the cliffhanger because it looked like an intentional ending and yeah. looked like the weirdest middle finger to everybody. Like it was such a it's such a bizarre place to end because uh, it was distracting from the rest of the series. Oh, absolutely! Like the ending was like that's super weird and that distracted you from the rest of it. Where it's obviously going to go somewhere. Yeah. God, it was like all of the characters and the writing and like and it's a and this was one of the main things I liked about it was it was like serialized. It reminded me almost of like Tintin or the Hardy Boys. Sure. But like with modern New York New York males and like really unique humor. And you can't see where the improv began and where the writing, you know, ended. Like mm-hmm. what part were written, what parts were improv. It was just seamless, but the thing that got me too is like finally there's like a series where it's just not awful shit happening to the characters the entire no, time. No, no, it like, was. Uh. I, I, you know what's funny is that 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 series you're the first person been off the air for four or five years uh, that I've talked to that really has watched it because nobody watched it. 
at all. Yeah. Well, that was part of its reason it got canceled too. Uh, was that it? It was not. It didn't find its audience, and I don't even know if it's found its audience now in streaming because still no one talks about it. Oh, it's, it's so good. So this is we're going to use this podcast. We're bringing it back. Yeah, I want to. We're bringing I've it back. I've never felt so passionately about a TV series. <laughs> Bored to death. It's Bored so to death. good. Really? Give the the first couple episodes are okay, but it just starts getting. Oh, I'm writing it down. And you got to finish Venture Brothers. That's a longer. Oh, dude, that's going to take me forever. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Finish Bored <laughs> to Death first. It's great, but yeah. yeah. But once you get it deep into Venture Brothers, the writing gets so good. It's so good. There's nowhere easy to watch Venture Brothers now, though, because it's not on uh, Netflix anymore. Is it gone? Yeah, it was on. It's on Hulu. It's oh, on it's Hulu. on Hulu. That's okay. where I was watching. I knew I was streaming. And I somewhere. had to buy the most recent season. But okay. yeah, the main thing with Birth to Death too is it's just like lovable characters and so many. I'm just sick of like even with Seinfeld. I like Seinfeld and like other shows and like uh, what else is a good example? But I'm just sick of seeing like characters just getting fucked over for the sake yeah. of comedy. And it's like, oh, these have happy endings at the end of these little things. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I like it. Where was I? The music is phenomenal on that show, too, by the way. But get into that. Get into Bored to Death. Okay. I just got an email from a friend of ours asking if anyone's uh, watching Westworld. No, I heard it's great. This is what it sounds like. I haven't watched it yet. It's an uh, HBO, HBO one, right? I'm two episodes in. It's 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 good watch. It's not an easy watch because mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those ones that you have to sit down and, and, and watch it and yeah. pay attention to it. And there's a lot of moving parts and uh, not all of it's easy to watch. Uh, I I need to go and rewatch the first episode because the problem was I put it on and then I started uh, doing crap around the house. Fucking off. And yeah. Was, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucking around. I was fucking around. fucking around. Yeah. yeah. I like to say farting around. And so do, I'm farting around the house. I was doing stuff when it was on when I should have been, you know, sitting down taking notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, and I'm just, I'm wrapping up season two because I think season three is about to come out as Narcos. I oh, haven't I even seen started that. that it yet. is, uh, you know, everyone's talked how great it is. Everyone's talked how great. It is. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got so much other shit to watch right now. It's one of those that you can turn on, and because it's it's um, is it in Spanish? Well, it's it's narrated. It's narrated by the you know the the actor playing the main DEA guy, but most of the most of the scenes are in Spanish. Okay, but what's nice about it is. I can turn it on, and it's it's almost like having an opera narrated to you. You can tell what's going. I, I mean, I, you know, Spanish is based on Latin, and most most languages are, or at least languages that I understand are. So I can generally understand some Spanish, and especially just based on the energy of of the of the conversation, I can generally tell what's going on if I'm not necessarily watching, if I if it if it if I'm not necessarily seeing the screen, and then based on the narration. So I can have that on, I can fart around the house and and digest narcos to the point where I, I had to this is what always happens. I just I started looking up things online, the, the the actual stories, and so now I know you know when Pablo Escobar, you know when he's killed and, and yeah. that whole scenario. But that you know you you know that going in anyway. Yeah. But but just it's it's exactly Casino and Goodfellas. It's it's along those lines where you've got a character 
uh, narrating it while while you're seeing these scenes play out. But again, because it's in Spanish, it's almost like this opera that you don't necessarily have to see. You just know. You can feel what's going on. I, I really like Narcos. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good. You can and you can crank. I cranked through the first season. I think in two days. Oh wow. Yeah, it it it, it was that good, and it was that easy to watch and get other things accomplished. So breaking news. Oh. The Inhuman series on ABC is going to happen. Really? But it's speaking of the Disney series properties. premiere <laughs> will be in IMAX commercial theaters. Uh, the first time live action TV series has debut, debuted in such a format. The first two episodes are going to be in movie theaters. Wow. But only IMAX theaters. Uh, when was it? In an IMAX for two weeks for the beginning of September 2017. Well, so we yeah. got a little bit of time. And then That's... it will be a weekly TV show. Well, that you know, and maybe they're learning from Agents of Shield or something. Like that's how we're gonna suck people in. Is is we'll we'll get them in the movie theater for a couple hours and then hook them. God, I hope it's better than Agents. Well, of but Shield. that's exactly yeah. it. I've nobody's watching these. Started. Nobody's watching these TV shows. Yeah, I watched two episodes of Agents of Shield, and when you know, I got other things to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turn on nar- <laughs> turn on Narcos. Yeah. You know what I watched, and it was James Gunn before Guardians of the Galaxy Super with Rain Wilson. I didn't watch that. Was that Holy good? T- the first time I saw it, I didn't it felt like a trauma movie. Because huh. it's got this like weird kind of like dark humor, kind of bizarre, and then it gets serious. Kevin Bacon's in it. I would think anything with Rain Wilson would be would have some kind of dark comedy or, or yeah, just man. Yeah. It was really weird because it would change gears on He's you. But the second person. time I watched it, I saw it years ago and then saw it again more recently and loved it. And it like it was more effective to me. Like it gets gory, like it gets dark. It's like it's really unconventional superheroes. It's kind of like Kick-Ass ripped it off. I think okay a lot. I don't really want to tell you much more because it'll ruin things. And it's, Kevin, a, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's called Super. James Gunn made it. I thought it was a trauma okay. movie. That's how trauma like it was, but it's not. I'll uh, watch that. It's on Hulu, I think, right now. I highly recommend watching it. Oh man, it's cool. really it's really enjoyable. It's like genuinely funny. Like it's really actually dramatic. Like the ending is not what you expect at all, and it's like an oddly touching ending. Like, okay, it's all good. Right. Well, I, I was gonna get into our some of uh, some of our wrestling promos here, but uh, we got any other recommendations before I do that? Just curious if anybody actually got an uh, NES classic. Oh, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the booking man. pop culture struck out. Fuck so Nintendo, man, and I, you know what? This is, I bought I bought some Nintendo stock when Pokemon Go came out. Yeah, so it was it was smart to do it then, even though they weren't making any money off of that. But uh, man, that sucked. I it's I, a typical Nintendo launch, though. Yeah, you know, you pointed that out. I had I known, I would have been sitting in the Target parking lot at you know seven thirty in the morning or something with everyone else, but. I, I hit the target near work. It was much too late. They told me they had 15 of them. Hmm. And so then I went to another target. They said they had like three or four. I went to two Myers. So I went to I went to three targets, two Myers, two Walmarts. And I think that I think that was when I finally said I Look, man, I know Wal- you know people go to Walmarts, but man, that place gives me the willies. You I couldn't just... order it online at all? No. Um I I want to say GameStop had it available and for a minute. Best Buy had it available online for a minute and that it, was about it. That it, they went on you could go on GameStop. I think it was either at uh, midnight or 1 a.m. 
and they had some they were taking some orders yeah. but it was only for a limited time and then at five o'clock <sighs> eastern amazon dropped it online and that was just a shit show yeah love you amazon but that didn't go well no oh, no i i had my ipad going and, and my uh computer up and and neither of them were working, you know. It, oh, it's added to your cart, and then your cart's empty. It's added to your cart. I felt like I was trying to buy a bag of crap off a of Woot. Have you ever tried to do that? Oh yeah, yeah. So as soon as you add it to your cart, it tells you to it just the whole website locks up on you. Yeah, that just sucked. I really, I, you know, I know everyone's gonna point out that yeah, you can make one out of Raspberry Pi. Yeah, you can get an emulator and USB uh, controllers, but what you can't do is take this little tiny cute little box, plug it into an HDMI port on your big-ass screen TV, and it processes it properly. Correct. And that's uh, the entire appeal of it. Yeah. And then one of the problems is the controller cable, I think, is like 28 inches long or something. So you, you got to sit close or get a very long HDMI cable. Oh, but what's cool, well, this is where it kind of sucks if you use a long HDMI cable, is you can power it off a USB port from your TV. Oh. So that's also cool. Well, and, and it's, from what I understand, I've seen some demos of it that uh, you need to be sitting next to the, the NES box because you use the power and the reset to switch between games and to save your game. Oh. So it actually behooves you to be closer to that little unit. But honestly, all I want to do, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, I just want to possess it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, Viv. Yeah. I know. No, we were uh, talking on you were like, did you get one? I'm like, no, I bet I should probably go try one. It's not like I'm gonna use it this weekend anyway, but I have to possess this. Because <laughs> I, I I wanna I wanna screw around with Final Fantasy again. But mostly I, I wanna play Metroid. I've never actually played a Metroid. And hmm. that's uh I'd like to to play around with that for about forty five minutes and mm-hmm. then it'll sit on my uh, yeah, entertainment I, unit looking cute next to my regular Nintendo. I have mm-hmm. my original NES. Yeah. And, and Blades of Steel was my game. Blades of Steel and Double Dribble, which are not on this. Double thing. Dribble. How much yeah. is this thing? 60, 60 bucks. Okay. And it has 30 Nintendo games on it. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, it's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a an NES and Super NES uh you know, knockoff emulator box yeah. and play the cartridges. But again, you can't hook it up to an HDMI port, can't hook it up to your HD TV. And it's not this cool little cute little box. I know. Well, you, you can. I, I've hooked up, and I I actually have my uh, uh, N64 because I wanted to play No Mercy and WCW NWO Revenge and uh, mm-hmm. New Japan um, on it. And I have the the converter cable, so I can hook it up to uh, the HD TV, and it just looks like hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an old school Atari. Yeah, yeah. it's it just it it looks awful. And so, uh, whereas if you put it on a CRT, which I have a CRT somewhere buried in my house, uh, that should dig up. But you know, I can honestly tell you that I do not have any tubed television. I am or anything. shocked you don't no, have a tube TV not. somewhere. I, I think I made the edict the day I carried a thirty-six inch tube TV up from my basement. And I think that's why my knees are shit now. Is well, and honestly, that one damn box. That's the only reason I have a 36 inch TV still in my basement because yeah, it's so not coming heavy, up. Heavy. When I le- when I leave my house, guess what's staying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, you get the old TV. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, when I said screw it. But, any any uh, monitors? They just yeah. yeah no. Anyways, all gotta go. 
That's all I got, babe. All right, let me read. Let me read off some uh, wrestling events that we got coming up here this Friday, November eighteenth. Detroit Style Wrestling Collision Course with Robbie E is at the VFW Hall in Allen Park. Also, Destiny BCW and Battle Arts, the Ontario Super Series at, at Battle Arts Academy in Mississauga, Ontario. Did I say that correctly? Mississauga. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Super Kick Pro Wrestling Rock Show Rumble in the Dot is at the Great Hall in Toronto. All that is all. These are all on Friday, Saturday. Saturday, November 19th, Oldie Wrestling returns to the Cornerstone Center for the Arts in Muncie, Indiana. Friday, November 25th, we're talking after Thanksgiving now. Ultimate Championship Wrestling is at the Prime Event Center in Bay City, Michigan. Sunday, November 27th, Alpha One Final Act 7 is in Hamilton, Ontario. Saturday, December 3rd, we have War, Dirty Intentions out of Lima, Ohio. And then on Sunday, December 4th, XICW 217 returns to Imperial House of Clinton Township, Michigan. Sunday, December 11th, we have XICW Proving Grounds, Season 2, Episode 4 at the Ritz in Warren, Michigan. That's all I got, guys. Anything else? No, I'm good. Good times, man. Dickie Bronson? Uh, no, I'm ready to fuck off. You ready to fuck off? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's all fuck off. Let's all fuck off.